0: I would invite you to open your Bibles this morning to Psalm 147. As we seek to unite our hearts together in prayer around a common voice, a common theme, a common goal, God reveals more and more of His glory and His greatness to us in the Psalms this morning. Psalm chapter 147. The psalmist writes, verse 1 Praise the Lord, for it's good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant. And a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. And the Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him. And those who hope in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He makes peace in your borders. He fills you with the finest of the wheat. He sends out his command to the earth, and his word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool, he scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down his crystals of ice like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes the wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and rules to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his rules. Praise the Lord. What we have here in Psalm 147 is a call to worship. It's a corporate call for the people of God to gather together with one purpose, to worship the Lord. I was reading a book this past summer called The The Life of God and the Soul of Man, written by a man named Henry Skugel. And in that text, he writes this, The worth and excellency of a soul is to be measured by the object of its love. The worth and excellency of a soul is to be measured by the object of its love. And what Scoogle means by that is, you know what a soul is. You know what a soul truly is, not what it says it is, what it is based on what it loves. And so as we gather this morning for the worship of God, to seek Him in prayer, can we honestly say that our heart is captivated by this God, captivated by His greatness? captivated by the privilege of of fellowshipping with him, bringing our our neediness to him. Well, Psalm 147 is a great help because Psalm 147, this call to worship, reminds us before we seek the Lord, before we worship him, the psalm reminds us of the greatness of God, of the goodness of God, and that he's worthy of our praise. Look at verse 1 again, praise the Lord for it is good to sing praises to our God for it is pleasant and a song of praise is fitting. Because of who God is, because of all that he is in his glory and excellency, it is fitting for us to come and to praise the Lord. And then in the rest of the psalm, time's not going to allow us to exhaust it, but he just kind of highlights in case your, your heart is your affections are burning for other things this morning as we come to worship will then be reminded of the greatness of our God and he he talks about things like in in, in uh, around about verse 4 he talks about the stars then he knows the number of the stars and he knows them all by name i was meditating on that a little bit this week anyone know how many stars there are nobody does I mean, for all of our technological advances, nobody knows. I did look up. What's the best guesstimate that scientists have? 300 sextillion stars. I don't even know how to, how to put that on paper. 300 sextillion stars, and God knows each and every one of them by name. What do you do with that kind of information? You fall to the ground. You fall down and plead before this God whose knowledge is so far beyond anything we've ever known. But notice this, the Lord is great in his being, he's abundant in power, his understanding is beyond measure, verse 5, and yet verse 6. For all of this greatness, the Lord lifts up the humble. For all the the greatness that is overflowing beyond our comprehension, it would make sense to me that that God is, really would be a little too big for a might like me. And yet here's his greatness. For all that he is, he loves the humble. He loves those who in light of his glory realize their smallness and throw themselves down at his feet. And that's what we've gathered to do this morning in prayer. To come before him in our neediness, in our humility, to come before the greatness of our God and to seek Him. The psalmist also praises God for His provisions. He goes through the animals and the forest and some of the things, and yet God provides for them all. And so He has for us. Not just our daily physical provisions, but our spiritual provision in Christ. Great is the Lord, how good He is to know us, to love us, to provide for our every need. Again, Schugel said in in his book, The Life of God in the Soul of Man, the worth and excellency of a soul is to be measured by the object of its love. How could we not love a God who is this great and majestic and glorious and good beyond comprehension, who has condescended this morning to us through Christ, through His Spirit, to allow us the opportunity to fellowship with Him.